headpiece on, man. That's a whole nother vibe. Yeah, right? You Being able to hear yourself changes a lot of shit. It does, man. It does. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me stop. Rest in power to the queen of soul. That's a vibe. You feel me? Repeat to the Queen of Soul. Yes, yes. Meet the Brave. Oh, we had to we had to start it. It was only one way to start this podcast off this week, at least. You know, RP to the Queen of Soul, Miss Aretha Aretha Franklin. Um, No Poe today, but it's your host, (laughs) your host Monty Draper, and I'm with my dog LG. No IG LG. Yes, yes. How y'all doing? What's going on, man? Hey, man. Feeling pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. We're from a different location. We are from. From L's big ass uh, <laughs> living room, man. Hey, man. My dog moved on up, man. Hey, that's all we trying to do. Get to a deluxe apartment. Man. Hella, hella room for activities in here, mate. Man, I already got some <laughs> ideas that I'm about to for sure take advantage of over the next few weeks. So. <laughs> I got plans in order. Um, we started. We started it off with a nice tribute to the Queen of Soul, Miss Aretha Franklin. Um, I think, I think a lot of uh, people in our generation's connection to the Queen of Soul is via our grandparents, not even our parents, but our grandparents, yeah. uh, mostly. And then um, soul samples. And that's not a slight at all, but I can honestly say, had it not for, had it not been for um, the enormous, uh, her enormous catalog and the whole Muscle Shows Music Factory, um, my connection to Aretha obviously is first my grandmother, my grandmother's, um, but then soul sampling in general played a played a large role, and I want I, I don't know I, I I thought about it like that G because I uh, the the depending on who you ask, sampling um, is either this really prestige like essential cornerstone of music, and mm-hmm. then there's a big part of the population that frowns upon it heavily because um, they're they're more like the original bag or. The uh, the original bag, part of it, uh, but then there's a there's a there's a big large part of musicianship oh, and, and musicians, to, yeah, yeah and taking, they yeah. yeah and they 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 really frown upon taking gotcha, it. Gotcha. Um, but there was a real there was an awesome conversation and it was spawned out of the passing of, of Miss Aretha, um, and the role that sampling and DJing and all that shit played in hip hop in general, mm-hmm. and. I think people I think people take for granted or make light of the initiative to really diminish um the furthering of minds in black communities. Mm-hmm. Um and music played a very large role in that. So when you hear about um the budget cuts 
And one of the first things to go were the arts departments, i.e. music um, and funding for instruments and stuff like that. And, and, and just the expansion of arts in general in, the, in black communities, uh, I believe that was like early 70s, mid 70s. Um, then what else is there but your parents' record collection? Right. You know, and it's and to me, why sampling is such a such a big such a big part of my life because it highlights our our consistent ability to be innovators. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, we're gonna take this away from y'all so y'all can't express yourselves in this regard. And then some kids just sat around and was like, "Yo, we got our parents' records, dog. We can just hey, man. loop these up and <laughs> and rap over them." You know, right. and and um. And and I I don't for me how and how my brain works, how do people completely skip over that and jump to, oh y'all stealing? It's like no, it's not stealing. <laughs> no one's no obviously no one can take can loop up um, an Aretha sample or can loop up a a, a a a a jazz sample or loop up a gospel sample and go oh this is mine. No one no one I don't I don't know of a single artists that ever tried to go, oh, this is mine, and, and wasn't paying homage. It was like, yo, this is what inspired me, because mm -hmm. I listened to my, my parents play this. And it just, it, it, it sparked or invoked another part of creativity, you wow. know? Um, I don't know, man, I, I wanted to bring that up, because it, with, with these legends, and people that have really impacted the world passing away like this, because you know, when family dies, we're sad, right. yeah. Right. But to but to share in the sadness of the world with somebody that you never met, but their music spoke to you directly or indirectly, you know, um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a real interesting dynamic, especially with social media, mm -hmm. um, and so you get to see the impact that they had. But to to span generations like that, you there's no way you can look at or or discredit sampling for. Aretha's name being so relevant amongst this younger generation and everybody knowing her name. There's only a few people that sustain that across generations like that. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously her, her talent, her, her piano playing and her voice, oh my gosh. Voice was but, amazing, yeah. But the, doesn't the sampling play a part? Am I, am I bugging and thinking that? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I think that's the way that <clears throat> um, artists go from being like you know, just uh, an artist that, you know, a certain demographic can hear and yeah. listen and, you know, keep up with or whatever to, you know, growing larger than life is through a lot of the sampling. And yeah. Like when, yeah, yeah. When people kind of go back on it, it's like, oh, man, this was actually, this actually came from this. Like, this, <laughs> this, this was fire. Man, this was hard. Who, you know what I'm saying? So it just opened up, it just opened up the door larger to. Was that you know, that was talking about the, the 444 sample? You're like, yo, 444 is hard. Bro, but that but I like the man, song because of the original oh, sample. Bro, she, she was talking so much in that, man. Like, I was, I was like, yes, I was feeling all of this. But, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think going back to this, the the postings online, though, I always find it funny when uh, folks. Oh, are hey, like, yeah, please, please go, please. Yeah, I always go. find it funny when folks are like, "Well, nobody appreciated when she was when she was here." 
Why you, why you have to ruin this moment? Like, go somewhere, dog. Like, bro, oh, Buzz, kill it to the ass. If you don't, if you don't take that post and go leave that to yourself somewhere, man. But those are the people that wake up looking to kill a kill a Buzz, oh, you know, man. or be or be anti something. They already had that in their head as soon as that person, as soon as that person dropped. Like, yeah. as soon as that word yeah. came out, they yeah. was like, "Yep, I'm gonna let this go for a little bit." And, and then I'm gonna, gonna get on there. Right, y'all, right here y'all didn't right appreciate them when they was alive. Why y'all doing? It? I'm like, wait, what? I mean, technically, you're in the same boat Because if I go back to your post I don't see no wreathed in there Oh, man, but we I, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to shout out our, our, our Grandparents and our parents oh, for, for passing on such great Stellar, stellar art You know, and expression And something that represented uh, black people In such a prestigious way, too And also, we did listen to y'all Just, just so y'all 100% and I, <laughs> <laughs> It might have sounded like it went on deaf here no, but we, yo, we, took, yo, we took a lot of it with to, us Gee, to this day, your mother is the reason why I listen to gospel Oh, just when I when I when I need something like I'll put on um, oh, Donnie McClurkin, bro, Donnie Fred McClurkin? Hampton, Donnie Fred Hammond. How you yeah. put a whole nother way, bro. Bro, but your mom, your mom, we would be dog. It would be Friday night. We would yes, be we'd yeah. be pulling up in the mix of the side show on ninety, and Auntie would have Donnie McClurkin playing. Like y'all had y'all got y'all had y'all chance to play what y'all want to play. Let me get my gospel. Man, up. You know, you gotta talk to your soul right now. We all in there just vibing. <laughs> so so by you know by default. We, mom's we get a, yeah. Mom's yeah. the reason why I'm why purple rain is uh, oh up there gosh, on my list, man. Because I used to, used to get my hair braided <laughs> on a on a on a constant like damn near weekly, and that was the that was the movie that she put on. That was a go to go to purple rain the entire movie. Bro. Purple so rain like the back of my hand, man. R. I. P. The Prince. Our legends, man. Legends, legends, man. Legends never die, bro. We got a we got a lot to get to today, G. We do. Um, I t- in 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 no order of importance because. I, I, I don't want to say a lot happened, but a lot happened that that so that came across our radar. Right. Um, right. We talked a lot. We started the whole last week's episode off talking about Nikki. Um, so I feel it only right to just keep you know keep that rolling. And she did her crown with Ellie and Wilson, but the it hasn't. I don't think it's dropped yet. The people that attended. Or are they are they been letting out like excerpts and sh- stuff like teasing it? Okay. I ha- I personally haven't seen the whole thing, but I've heard some of the excerpts. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was talking about like having thick skin. Uh, ah, was that the Cardi thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she and and there was no direct reference to how she felt towards nor Cardi or Remy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did she did gone to completely like like elaborate her stance and like having a tough to having tough skin mm-hmm. and being in the position that she's been in okay. um and for people that don't know elliot wilson uh incredible writer hip-hop writer for sheesh elliot's been writing covering hip-hop for the last 25 years i could be wrong it might be even longer than that um but he does a, a series called crown uh where he has a one-on-one with an artist around their their album and, and the, the the thinking and and the the, the what went in, what went into the album mm-hmm. and um, Nikki just did one for her album Queen and I and I could be wrong maybe it did air I just haven't seen it anywhere and I've looked high and low mm-hmm. uh, and even watched the old one because I was like wait and then got like a quarter of way through and like she keep talking about pink print this ain't yeah, nah. this ain't for Queen uh, Nikki's promo <laughs> run it can air by now because it would be everywhere yeah, you feel they're me they're like not, that's they're not playing with that promo yeah and that's what I was like yo and but they're doing a really good job of teasing it so I imagine 
top of the morning, top of the week. We'll see it, and they'll be able to dominate a whole nother week, which is brilliant on their part. But they've been letting out little excerpt clips from it, and and and, and it's open to the public. So uh, I'm sure some of the audience members were there that went out and tweeted what she said, and like were able to sneak clips and stuff. But around the Cardi and Remy situation, mm-hmm. she was just talking about having tough skin. Okay. Um, and then even further, she was like. The confusion for, I believe, for Nikki, which is valid in my estimation, mm-hmm. is that she's proven her pen worthy of being next to some of the best lyricists. Okay. And time and time again, she's grouped with people who notably don't write their stuff. Okay. Um, and it's a and it's a gender thing, and we do it because it's women. We compare it to women and women. It's same with. You know, with with athletes and stuff, it's like, yeah, we just, you just gonna believe y'all over there. It's just easier for our mind, at least, at least how I see it. Mm-hmm. And so Nikki's frustration is like, yo, here is Cardi saying, hey, I don't write. I'm she's open about working in collaboration with with writers and producers and stuff. And Nikki's like, yo, I'm an MC, MC. I write my own shit. Why are y'all constantly comparing me to her and every other female artist that notably doesn't pin their own shit? Um, uh, what that goes back to what we talked about, well, what I brought up last, last time week. was just a matter of uh, when Nikki came out and when she was, you know, at her peak um, in the game, there was no other female artists. So this is kind of backtracking um, on like the lack of uh, female artists. I know there's female artists out there, of course, but I'm talking about that actually um, uh, switched over into mainstream. Uh, there wasn't, you know, anyone to really do that comparison with back then. So she's kind of getting like the the delay on the on the comparison type. Cause type. cause it was just her. Because it was just her. So mm-hmm. now, I mean, that that's like all conversation that people have wanted to have for her for the longest. Hmm. And I think in that time, in that time, she, you know, she got her she got her monster verse off. Uh, so we was able to say that at least she we see where her pen gang could be with other people with other with other uh, guys and stuff like that. Yeah. But, it's gonna be it's gonna be super hard to you know say who 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 is Nikki's comparison when you when you, if you were to put her into like the male game. I don't I don't know it's I it even even comparing like comparing people in general is true, weird true. for me but I, I but I get why people do it yeah. it's it's just a it's just something we've developed just the barbershop as a, yeah as a way to understand certain shit but I thought I thought. <laughs> And this don't even feel right to say, but it's the truth. It's how I felt, at least. She missed a really great opportunity to just dead the shit, um, in my estimation. She, she's done that, unfortunately. This in, her promo her, run, her entire her, promo, her promo run, run has been and, full of that. And her album, yeah. uh, for some reason. And uh, I forgot who it was. It might have been Maul uh-huh. uh, that said that uh, she's, missing, she's missing the point. No, it might have been Joe, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, just on... This was your opportunity to show who you are. It was Joe. Ah, so it was I your see. opportunity to show who you are. And uh, you spent all this time, uh, you know, catering to all these different demographics and, you know, ah. this, that, and the other. So if you're doing well, that, if you're doing that, just catering to di- different demographics, everybody. So yeah, anybody yeah. that you could think of, you listen to the album. Anybody, uh, there's something for everybody. It's for everybody, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you if you do that without actually inserting yourself. Uh, what's what's us not to be like? Oh, we should just go ahead and do the comparison thing. Well, 
and 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 I remember I remember listening to because that was on this week's episode of the Joe Budden podcast yeah. when Joe said that now, and he was he's he's right, and I and I remember being conflicted because he's right, but the stratosphere that Nikki is in, I don't. I honestly don't believe there's any parallel to like the only and unfortunately, and I know this is going to sound blasphemous, the only parallel to really for her are like pop star, pop stars. The uh, so if you want to go modern, uh, Drake is probably it in terms of that stratosphere. But prior to them mm-hmm. is is MJ. Um, I can't think of too many people that have been able to break into that room. M, I mm-hmm. forgot about M. Mm-hmm. And so with the consistency between those artists that I just named mm-hmm. is the sort of scatteredness their projects would have um, to sort of, to have something specifically for each. So when you, look at, when you listen to Drake's record, mm-hmm. he got a little bit of everything for everyone. It's just better music in my estimation because yeah. of the people that are around. Um, but do you not do that to yourself? Because um, oh yeah, it it is okay. it is self inflicted one hundred percent. It's it's one hundred percent. I'll make sure that we that we actually highlight that part because yeah. like I don't want it to be like a in like a, like a sympathy. Area yeah, woe is me. No, no, it's it's not. It's self inflicted um, because there is either there's no one around to say hey take a step back and you have the you have, you now have the freedom to do what you want to do. Um, but even in that. Feeling like, yo, because I, I genuinely feel like M has the freedom to make the album that he wants to make. But maybe the album that M wants to make is as scattered as the last few have been. And also, the album that M <laughs> wants to make, he probably can't make in today's climate. Then there's that. Because then there's that a, part. Because it's way too PC for an M album that he wants to make. Yeah. So you, what's you the... Can't, you can't do Slim Shady... Um, LP so right what's now. the what's the incentive on doing anything if it's this? Hey, here's a here's this record, this record, this record. Um, put this stuff together, and we'll see which one catches and creates a moment. Hmm. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem fulfilling because you got to tour that shit. True. To go to go do karaoke every night to songs that you just don't enjoy. True. Even with even if the crowd reaction is halfway decent, if you don't like it, like what's the incentive? So I I. Where, where my brain sort of taps out at and trying to understand it all is at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the incentive? Because it, it can't be money. And there's no way it's money. Mm-hmm. Is it to at f- this point, yeah. Yeah, is it to fulfill a contract? Is it, is it to fulfill the, the need to stay relevant and on people's radar? Maybe that's a thing. Um, but when are, you're still, th- are you still really worried about uh, recouping? Who? At that, at who? That it level? depends on who we're talking about because we just named. The, are we st- are we talking about Nikki? Nikki, um, stuff like that. I imagine on some level Nikki okay. is because uh, I don't think she's out of her cash money deal yet. No, I doubt it. Yeah, so I, it's not it's not a necess- it's not a it's not a need of recouping. It's a need of fulfillment at this point for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I <laughs> I want to I want to understand because there's these. And I, I don't, and I, and I hate pretending like I know more than people that are living this shit. But there's these moments where it's like, yo, Nikki, there's your chance to do some shit, and mm-hmm. she just, she does the complete opposite. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happened, happened on numerous occasions. So. <laughs> and I'm left like, okay, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's our Nikki topic. Um, we had a lot of, not a lot. We had a few people write in about our Nikki segment and. Uh-huh. 
they weren't too happy. They, they weren't too happy with us. <laughs> well, they were happy with me because I listened and enjoyed the album. But okay. that was like that was like easy. And you and you said you messed with the album too. But Poe was Poe was so dismissive that it made a lot of people really mad. Got it, got a few it. people really mad. Excuse yeah, me. Nah, Poe had no time. <laughs> maybe he had time this weekend. Maybe who knows? What, but and it, but I brought um, and then so later in the week when the uh, the crown excerpts came out, I was like, hey, so. Well, how off were we now? And no, they didn't say anything. So I'm curious to see. Yeah, we didn't even get into that bag. We actually, we actually spared. We, we spared, bag. and I edited some shit out. I'm sure. <laughs> Poe po text or called me about that last night about all the <laughs> shit that I took out of that. Uh, we might have to edit ourselves here because we're gonna tell it ourselves. More than likely. Tiana versus Jeremiah. Okay. Pick a side, cuz. I got Tiana, bro. Hey, as, wait, much, wait, as, as much as I love, wait. Like, I was about to say, don't don't ever be that decisive. My, my bad, my bad. As much, as, I, I had to get some context. As much as I love Jeremiah, <laughs> I'm sorry if I had to pick one. Actually, it depends on what type of night I'm having. Oh, now you backpedaling? It might Ooh. be on type. Of, it might be what? No, I'm not backpedaling. Listen, listen to G backpedal. I'm not backpedaling. Listen to G backpedal. Cause it, <laughs> the type of night I'm trying to have, I'm for sure listening to. I'm for sure going to that Tiana concert. Huh. Jeremiah gonna have to miss me. I if I if I if I bring a sand to the beach, you going Jeremiah easy, yeah, easy, yeah, easy. Late, late night Jeremiah, easy, yeah. easy. But Tiana Tiana's a little more all purpose. Sure. But but the, what was hard about that is like even outside of the stuff that Jeremiah's singing on. Some of my favorite shit ever. He's wrote for people too. This is true. This and is so true. Yeah, he, the, it's the like pen game is there. It's like y'all don't make me pick a side because Tiana's easily one of my favorite people right now. Mm-hmm. But Jeremiah, like in terms of, yeah, just, he said he wrote on her shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's confused. So, <laughs> so, so what? So what y'all want us to do? Um, but, but in fairness to Tiana, this ain't the first time niggas have said Jeremiah is like the biggest diva, bro. I believe it. Like this is this is like the second like tour exchange where he's where he's had some sort of run in with the the supporting act or the co headliner. Do you think that that is a running thing for uh, for writers who break into singing? Like no. actually have nope. a singing career? Nope. Uh, Dream. I haven't heard. I haven't heard that shit about Dream. Okay. Um. Haven't heard that shit about Neo. Um. Who else? Who else's pin is ridiculous? Um. That's had breakout success like that, because those those are different levels of success right, exactly. when you've been behind it. Uh, Frank, but he's Frank's uh, Frank's pretentious, but I think he'd admit that. Um, but he was a he was a writer first too. Though. though is that I don't know if Jeremiah has has Jeremiah's done a lot of things, but he hasn't done that. I don't, I don't think he's done that. So. I think I think people will actually just bite their tongue on some of the things that a Neo or a Dream might pull. <laughs> if Be, if they because, were pulling, because that they're shit. gonna give them a a smash. True, true. So that could be a part of it too. So you so you what you're saying is that perhaps Dream and Neo are that difficult. We just haven't heard about it because he, they've delivered like smash hits. I think that's how the world works. What, so what, what, have, what, you, what have you what have you done for me lately? Ah, but Jer- like Jeremiah keeps a hit. He does keep a hit. He keeps a hit. I agree with that. But, but it, not to that magnitude. I think also Jeremiah keeps a hit. Like, I'm not giving this to you. <laughs> and that so, could roast by the wrong way. Like, like, I heard that, but I, well, no, this is mine. That's a good question. Where you, where, because some of those, like, some of those, those, 
I could uh, dream giving away certain shit makes sense because dream completely goes into the bag of the artist and does shit like single ladies. How the fuck do you write that record, bro? Oh, How? Oh no. How? That's some that's some next level genius shit. So he had it was a no brainer for him to give it away. I don't know if Jeremiah's completely going all the way into that lane to go get into the the mind and the, the feminine energy of like the climate or what what's gonna ring off. Nah. Um nah. so it, 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 it seems a little bit easier for Dream to just go, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all ha- y'all take that. I feel like the Dream has uh, not the Dream, but um Jeremiah has written a lot for like Tanache. But Tinashe Beyonce. Uh, no, nah, nah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Yeah, you see that crazy. I see what you did. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling now. I'm rolling now. I'm, so there's a conspiracy against Jeremiah's, what you say? There might be, man. <laughs> Might be somebody look into that, bro. Tiana, cut Jeremiah break. Don't make niggas choose because I hella like Jeremiah. <laughs> no, nah, we do, man. We're real big friends. Of he Jeremiah, might, he so. might have the crate. No, nah, I'm not gonna say that. That's nuts. Who's got the illest pin right now? Ooh, damn. And we'll stay, we'll stay in R and B too. R and B. Who's got the best pin right now? I'm still gonna say the Dream. I'm sorry. That that, nobody, that that last Dream album that he did slept on, and I played that shit on repeat. That man, that that song, Burry. That somebody somebody go listen to that. <laughs> After that I brought it up. We can we can bird. we can stay in R and B too, cause or not just R and B in general, cause uh-huh. R, when we're talking about ro- like R and B royalty, mm-hmm. some lady made it her mission to drag Tevin Campbell this week and got her ass roasted. Oh yeah, do you see that? I missed it. So on Twitter, so people were suggesting. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What, where she just bring that back? Well, wait. Of? I'm about to tell you. So again, <laughs> this will loop back to the begin, the beginning. R.I.P. The Queen of Soul. But some she went. Uh, someone was suggesting that Tevin Campbell sing the tribute for Aretha. Okay, got you. And she was like Tevin Campbell, <laughs> like Ellis oh, Ellis Mug, and did and didn't know what she was walking into, and Missy. Missy and all these people were like, "Y'all got y'all got Tevin fucked up," <laughs> <laughs> and it and it, it it genuinely warmed my heart because it was like, "Yo, ain't nobody heard Tevin Campbell name in dumbass long, but yo, be damn if you're gonna disrespect Tevin Campbell or our watch." What about playing that game with you, <laughs> Bruh, I was I thought that shit was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious that that name came up, but now hearing that part, hearing you know, how but, hearing how, yeah, it, how did, it came yeah. up, but yeah, um, I thought somebody just went out a way to go call out uh, Tevin Campbell. We flying through R and B topics, but they all go sort of hand in hand. And then Robert Glasper, uh, Grammy Award winner, multiple Grammy Award winner, uh, Robert Glasper of outstanding jazz pianist um, and producer was on a, a Houston radio and he's from Houston so he would like the level of comfort was different because he was at home but he was on a Houston radio station mm-hmm. and he was just talking about all the people he's worked with and some of his bad experiences and he's like I'll give you a name about a bad experience because they was like oh you don't have to tell us he's like no I'll give you a name <laughs> and he was like Lauren Hill <laughs> and immediately the whole room was like uh wait what because <laughs> she's 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 royalty in some regard, but there are stories about her. Oh, um, there's plenty of stories. And he proceeded to tell some. Huh. And he talked about the bad business practices, but w- but what was more, but what broke the internet a little bit more was uh, him hinting at her not writing miseducation. 
I'm Lauren Hill. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly the noise I made. <laughs> Speeches, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. so he goes, yeah, a lot of my friends worked and wrote on that album, and she just took the songs and didn't credit none of them. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's exactly oh, how. Oh he, oh, he was here. He was here for it. He, all the way. Okay. And I was just like. Cause he about to erase a lot of history doing that. What happens if we, what, how do you look at, this is for you, how do you look at that album knowing that? Does it matter to you? Yes. Hmm. Tell me why. Uh, because, like, I mean, this is, all, this is always, like, the hard part of having to go back on things. Like, going back and, and find out about how. We've talked about that numerous times, too. How history is, though. Huh. Like how, how things actually play out and actually be in those rooms. Huh. And how it really is uh, Mickey Mouse and. It's yeah. It's, tell me, tell but tell me, tell me why that changes how you feel about that album. Because those are one. That's one of those albums that I wish came from her heart. And if it's something that had multiple writers and uh, it, 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 it silly, it sillies it a lot. It, it puts a it puts an asterisk next to it. You don't feel it as much. Do you? You don't. I don't care what she said now. If if she didn't write it, what if? Okay, because if I'd have went into it and knew that she was that she didn't write it, then okay, I could prepare myself. But all these years, but going back in time, all these and saying years, that yeah. she didn't write what I what what I got from that. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. What if? What if it was collaboration? So me and you sit down, mm-hmm. and we trade in vibes. You like, yo, money, where you at in your life right now? And I tell you, mm-hmm. and then you pin me a whole song. About where I where I just told you I was at in my life. Mm-hmm. What is that? What does that mean? Anything? Uh, so you're just so they so you're giving them the thoughts. It's it's kind of like how like what Charlemagne said, how he writes his books or whatever, where he uh, puts the information out or he's he's saying it and then somebody's pinning it what he's actually saying. Yeah. So kind of like that. What you're saying? Yeah. Uh. I, st- I still, I still can't. Still can't. Yes, yeah, that's fair. I, I, because I, I, I wanted to proposition it that way. Those two ways to see if it you, you, you kept that same energy, and you did. Um, I'm the opposite. Just for, the, just for that type of album. For for, for that, that type. Of, for yeah, that and, and see, I'm glad. I'm glad you can you can partition I it that way. It, yeah. yeah, I'm glad yeah. you can do it like that because a lot of people can't. It's just blanket. Like, oh no, I'm not fucking with it. But no, 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 no. That that the miseducation of Lauren Hill in particular. It's such a, um, it's one of those albums that, see what I, cause what I connect that album to is like, that was right when my parents split. Okay. So it's like this victory, um, triumph. Like I watched out that record in particular, um, Baduism, and there's one Baduism more. too. And there's one more that, that my mom kept on repeat that like got her through her shit. Okay. And Miss Education Lauren Hill was that one. Um, and it felt at times there's moments in the record where it feels like she's talking to my mom and then she's talking to me. And so it really was like our shit in the morning, get going away to school. And then after school, like mom play number seven, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm attached to it in a way where I don't give a fuck who wrote it. Just being honest. I feel it. What I do care about though, uh, being an artist now and understanding how 
what the proper credits could yeah, turn credit, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's not, it's not, I think people get it fucked up and go, oh, you want some ego shit. And it's not ego. What you're able to leverage credits into as a, as a musician mm-hmm. can change your life. Yeah. Not even, and I'm not even talking about a little bit, like, because I'm, I'm assuming some of the writers and people that worked on that album were, 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 were in the process of building their name and building their prestige. Mm-hmm. And your name is everything in terms of how you're able to leverage it in the industry. So no, understanding how that works now, I was more hurt by that because she, she had an opportunity to really change some people's lives uh, monetarily. And that, that, don't, that don't cost you nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, some points, you know, some writing. I mean, so it, it does cost you something in essence, but it's the, it not, you not having to go out of your pocket to go, yo, man, you, this person can then take that credit. Yo, man, my name is in Miss Education Lauren Hill, and you can take that and put it in your bio or whatever and parlay that into some bigger jobs and, like, make a whole fucking career and feed your family out of it. Most definitely. That's what bothered me more than the music. Like, oh, the music a lot is... a of starving people from, from back in the day before man, we had social media. It's not even... Gee, do you know people are still doing that no, to I'm people? No, I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. And, it, and, and I don't understand the business practices behind it because it's like, why wouldn't you properly credit someone? But then... And that's nah, that's I, on some ego stuff. When I, but when I ask that question, you know what happens? Mm. The the pressure in the hip hop community to to say that yo I wrote this and not confuse it for anybody makes people do stupid shit or like not properly credit their songs. When you read the liner notes to to Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. and you read all the the writers in there, because Kendrick's so open, you never assume that any of those people wrote his verses. You know that they're actually in there composing the music. Mm-hmm. And so no one ever gets it confused because he is such an open book and he is so true to the art. And it's like, why won't people just take that? What do you mean, like detailing that into it? Yeah, gotta, man. Gotta, it, gotta. If you read, if you read the liner note, the, my one of my favorite liner notes to read in the last ten years because they've, they've gotten so shaky with the digital is when I got the vinyl for Tipper Butterfly and I just sat in the middle of my room and read that shit over and over again because it's Thundercat, it's Kamazi Washington, it's Terrace, it's uh, fucking Terrace Martin. Um, uh, sir, it's all these people on this record. And you're like, oh my gosh, uh, Bilal. The the list the the na- list of names on that album is is like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And some of them people were able to leverage that credit into some really big years. Kamazi, Terrace, like people who have been in doing shit for years but wasn't getting the proper looks. Yeah, were able to parlay that. that large to set them off. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I just think about how many people were in on that Lauren album that didn't get that just due, and like well, how thin that line is. Then, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. It's like it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to have the same type of respect for it without having those credits in there as well. So exactly. That's, exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's tough as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where are we at? We, we that's a that's a whole R and B corner for the week. <laughs> we're R&B babies for we gotta, real We gotta touch it, you know um, We're respectful of it Before we jump right into sports Because the rest of our stuff is strictly just sports Kodak free hey. Like my man my man out And went right to the studio I bet <laughs> we, uh, The street's been wild Kodak, Kodak gonna it. drop two albums in two weeks on that ass On oh, some sure. Gucci shit Oh yeah, for sure What, um Big picture, what are your hopes for Kodak, or if you have any? 
Uh, that hopefully he learned something when he was in there and he stays out. Um, I want it to be that simple in terms of just like learning something. Uh, he he had he he made such a an impact mm-hmm. on uh, musically that I want him to win on a on a whole nother level than I even understood until mm-hmm. I saw that video of him like leaving leaving the the, the jail. Okay. Um and I'm with you that he that he was able to like process all the information of what was happening to him, the position that he's in now. Bro, that's my seriously, that's my biggest thing about jail, prison, all that stuff in the first place. It's what it's like when you go in, I understand the the feeling of being in um is it's something that you can control mm-hmm. like you can control your um like your space basically so it feels like the world you're basically shrinking the world in order to be larger in it you know what i'm saying i get that part but if you have if you have the chance to um take advantage of freedom so as as much as whatever whatever the word freedom is for you, mm-hmm. if you have the chance to take take uh, you know take advantage of it and be out and not be confined to a schedule a, a, a specific schedule that you have to do, and be out and be as creative as possible, then I would like you to flourish in that space and not have them do what they want to actually do, and that is to box you. Yeah, like, that's a real box yeah. that they want to put you into, yeah. and have you rot and die in that thing. Fuck, man. I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. And I for sure don't want to have to have that happen to my uh, to my black people. Yeah, because that's that's the folks that they want to get because we are the like we're the, we're the pulse. They want to take that shit away. And oh, that, that was so fucking thoughtful and articulate. And that 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 sums up my sentiments exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially for someone, um, cause make no mistake about it, whether it's your cup of tea or not, and I and I, and I hate when all oh, it ain't for me. That kid be saying some shit, man. When you man, really listen to what man. he be saying, bro, like he that that little nigga be snapping, yes, and be and be painting the most vivid picture, and the fact that he could paint such a vivid picture, and it's so honest, it's such an open book. Mm-hmm. I want him to win in the worst way because of exactly what you just said. It's he a, it's, is it's the pole. It's very early way. He is the pole. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. Wayne, but it's, but very, it's the very early, early Wayne. Way, yeah. yeah, he is. He in particular, Kodak in particular, mm-hmm. is the is the pulse to me because um, it's oftentimes about not what's being said, but who's saying it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it coming out of his mouth, the way he's saying it and the way he looks, it resonates with the younger generation on a whole nother level where. They need someone that thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's obviously he's young and he's made some mistakes and did and said some foolish things. Bet. All right, we know all that. But at the core of his message is a real motherfucking powerful Talk message. About triple X. Same the same that way. At the core of triple X's message was so powerful, and the media outlets and all these people tried to tried to saturate it or, or mute what he really stood for. That by the time it was all said and done his death wasn't covered properly. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe Kodak has been covered properly in terms of what he's actually saying and what he's trying to invoke and what he's trying to inspire. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kodak, I'm so glad you're home. We're glad you're home. And I, I pray to God that you are, you don't leave the studio for the next couple of weeks. I started hey, seeing man. your family, bro, because we need music. I need music. 
Fuck, I don't know what everybody else needs. I need some new Kodak <laughs> shit. That's that's where I'm at with it. We looking out for that one, man. That's where I'm at with it. Um, where we at, G? Um, on, bro. We got. We went through code. We talked talked about Kodak. Um, we want to talk about the the perv nigga on Spirit Airlines. Yeah, man. Let's talk about bro. You lead that one, man. Please, <laughs> please talk this na- this nasty fucker. This nasty fuck, man. <laughs> Let me find bro, man. Because Brad, Brad's just say he gets to he gets to say nasty. He's a getting shot. Hey, Maul, Joe, Rory, Parks. Please give uh, the Spirit Airlines give Spirit Airlines and bro and his wife a nasty award. How about that? Yeah, bro. Please do. <laughs> and I'm gonna say his name just because he's a nasty fuck. <laughs> It's because he's a nasty. <laughs> he deserves a name shout out. Uh, anybody, anybody in missing Poe as much as we are, he's actually in Cleveland on business. So if y'all, if y'all get a chance, uh, DM my man and tell him you're proud of him and that you're rooting for him. He's actually making really big moves. Poe, we love you. Yeah, Paul, good job, and, bro. Yeah, nigga. Uh, hurry up, get your eyes back though. Yeah, man, we ain't playing with you. You can be back next week. <laughs> Got hands for you, nigga. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> All right. So, Nasty, Prabhu, Ramurthy. Ramu, I, I butchered it. My nasty. bad. Nasty. Uh, what you led with nasty. Nasty. Super nasty. All right. So, basically, just to give you a little context on this thing. Uh, so, this guy was on Spirit Airline. Uh, the, if you've ever been on Spirit Airline, this is this is the beginning of we sh- us shutting them down. Hmm. So they are. Uh, he's he's sitting in the middle seat. This it's over for three, spirit. Yeah, over for him. He's sitting in the middle seat. His wife is to the left of him in the aisle seat. There is a young uh, lady, uh, 22 years old, that is in the uh, window seat. Uh, she falls asleep um, some at some point throughout this flight, and she wakes up in shock. What does she wake up to? <laughs> To Mr. Nasty. To Mr. Nasty, <laughs> nasty time in the middle of the air trying to get his mile high club on a person that he did not know. That's sleep. Sleep. She was knocked. She wakes up to a hand in her crotch. No, it wasn't on the outside of the jeans, if you may ask. It was him. Her, her, her pants was unbuttoned. Uh, so... Uh, she, in in horror, as she should be, uh, scrambles across the row into the back to tell uh, to tell on him. Basically, uh, when she when they actually get the flight grounded, uh, he gets taken out or whatever. He gets put in. He gets put in. Later on, they're just now doing the case to actually uh, convict him. And there's been multiple stories on what actually happened. Um, anywhere from. Uh, the wife said that she asked the uh, asked them to switch seats uh, when she did see that he fell asleep. When she when she when, he, when she did see that she fell asleep, the, the young lady, and that she had put her head in his crotch, supposedly. Um, the next thing was that uh, he actually said that uh, they tried to force him to give a story. But but who? The investigators. See, that's that's where I gotta incriminate like spirit because it, it sounds like they're trying to protect themselves. This is this is all the way around nuts, by the way. All the way nuts. This is this this doesn't make any sense. Like, what is the wife talking about? Your husband's a fucking perv, super perv. Oh. I, mean, I mean, I was trying to get that feel good in next to her, 
Next, he's next to his wife on the plane. He's 35, by the way. Jeez, man. This the, is The young man. lady's 22. This is nuts. Yeah, so basically, and then he, so he, he gave the story, and he said that he was forced to give this story, and that was that he did unbutton her uh, bra, and he did unbutton her pants. Um, he did not actually make it to put his finger in, inside it. In, in his mind, that made it okay. Yeah, but that's as far as he made it to. Jesus. Yeah, so that's that's just a nasty to nasty all around. But this this is we put this in here because it's just because there's another nasty fuck on the loose, um, and and clearly our women aren't safe on any level. Like this is this is getting out of hand. Uh, not to gloss over all that, but anything I can do to get spirit the fuck out of here. I'm champion. Yeah. I'm championing hey, for you and me both. I got I got on there one time, and then when I got when I got, when I realized how many back end fees they were trying to hit me <laughs> with, like I got this flight, and they see no, I got a one. I got the first bag. I got the bag to carry on. <laughs> I feel like when I got to when I got to the actual uh, to the gate that I had to pay to get onto the to the flight, and then I also had to pay to find my seat. So <laughs> yeah, spirit. But what, yeah, you th- oh oh this this flight cheap, and by the time you get to where you're going. You've paid at least twice the amount of what you would have paid just paying the, the the more expensive ticket. Spirit charging you like the most crackiness club in Miami, bro. <laughs> like man, you got hella hidden fees, bro. You didn't even realize it. If you want to wear your hat here, man, we're gonna need like, bro. That's another thing. I'm officially and I and my cousins hate it because they're like, bro, why are you so mad over a hat? It's not even about the hat. So we're at uh, not to jump, no, but we got it. I, I gotta tell this story. For sure. We're in line at um, what's the Jamaican spot? New Caribbean. Okay. Um, uh, New Caribbean City, and directly across the street is a is a quote unquote like white bar that is that ain't shit. It's it's lit. It's hella people in there. Mm-hmm. Security is checking IDs at that club, and I don't even think it was a cover to go in there. Mm-hmm. People just going in, and so at. At one point, I'm looking across the street, watching people go into that that bar, and then I'm looking at New, the New Caribbean line, going, "Wait, why is there a metal detector? <laughs> Amber about to make me take my hat off." And it just bred it it bred this environment of like, "Oh, something has to happen here because there's a metal detector, and I'm gonna emasculate you in front of all these people and make you take your shit off." Most definitely, and. Ever since then, G, I've been like, I've been really weird about when we go out. So when we went to, I think that was Era, and bro made me take my hat off, I was just over it. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> I was just over it. You ever want to see Monty switch up so quickly? <laughs> it's when somebody asks him to take his hat off at the door. And it's not even about the hat. No, it's no, just... I, get, I get what you're saying. But I'm just talking about that night. Like, it was just night and day who that person was. Because like, I was having like, fun, huh? Yeah, you was having a good-ass time until that moment happened, and it was shut down. A wrap. I felt so bad too because we were having a good time, and I was like, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna snap out of it. And I was like trying to be a good spirit, nah, you sport can't, you about can't it. Let that go. I was trying to be a good sport, so I, just, I like I didn't even argue with bro. I just took it off and handed it to him, and he put it in a box with everybody else's hat. <laughs> but it wasn't until we got in there, yeah, yeah, and there was like it was a section of niggas that we knew mm-hmm. that had their hat on. Got it. And I was like, oh no, and then I just snapped, which tends to happen a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. Don't tell me to take my hat off, and then I get inside, and it's. It's like fifty people with hats on. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that. Definitely happens a lot. And it's, it's 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 like you said. It's definitely a way to emasculate you in front of like in the, front of and 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 it 
and the power trips of security, like I'm not even mad at security because they, they're doing their job and stuff. But there is it's something about it at the end of the day that just don't that don't add up like the math don't add up. Yeah. Um, that's my rant about security and shit and authority. It's all good. We got many more of those situations. So. <laughs> oh, we don't. Let's not. Let's not. Let not let L get off on a tangent about authorities and shit. Um, <laughs> I, I got stories for days. So spirit. We, that spirit shit, man. I hope that. I hope that young lady gets. Uh, you know, gets her gets her justice. I hope Spirit Airlines gets fucking buried underground forever. Yeah. And and the nasty and his wife. Um, the nasty couple gets, <laughs> gets what they gets their due, their due justice. So. Um, what we what else we got, G? So, um, I guess we can go to to D Wave versus Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I, I feel like D Wave should have hands for Jimmy Butler next time you see him. Nah, should he? Am I bugging? Uh, I don't see why not. Like but it, at the same time, like it, it would, it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be justified. Go, but I, go, go give, 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 tell the story before we, before we just get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But uh, so basically, uh, Gabrielle Union uh, dropped a dropped a uh, pic of her getting out of the water. Uh, really nice picture, by the way. Um, I think we should be able to say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. She, uh, what did she want us to say? That was a terrible picture. You, why'd you post that? <laughs> Take it out now and, and give it directly to me. This should, um, I just want to understand when you when that when you post when you post a pic like that. What are what is everyone supposed to say? Well, we know the reaction that you're going for, but I think it's it's a thing of like the reaction is only supposed to come from people that you don't know. Supposed got in this it. situation that's got unfortunate, it. but yeah. not supposed to be ex- like teammates. your natural instincts as a man when you see a woman. Uh, 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 a beautiful woman getting out of the water and she posts this is that that's a beautiful woman getting out of the water. We so like what's that. so what's what's D Wade's beef, if any, with Jimmy? All right, so Jimmy That were uh, that they were teammates? I think it thing is that they were teammates. So this is something where oh and that and that was in all caps. So it, it was something about the all caps that really set him off. So is and, and, uh, no, you know what? You know what I think really happened though? Like I don't think it was so much that it was in all caps and that Jimmy Butler did that. It was that they trolled this situation through all the pictures. So yeah. whatever DUA would post, whatever Gabrielle Union would post, and whatever uh, 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 Jerry Butler would post, uh-huh. they had the well damn going with all caps <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. So that's with, with beef in general. Usually, it's it's rarely ever the two people that have a have a situation. No, it's it's usually else, everyone it, hyping it. Folks inciting the right. Um, but. To continue our agreement shit. Agreement. Can we call Jimmy agreement or no? Not exactly. Uh, he could be. He could be. That that could, that could be a. Uh... <laughs> Wait, y'all had to see how L did that. He sat back <laughs> in his chair and crossed his leg and took a deep breath and said, oh, "He could be." Because you gotta understand, like how many uh, shapes, sizes, and personalities agreement comes in. Huh. Like huh. just the move that he made could be classified as agreement. Huh? Talk to him because he's just dropping his filler now, and if anything ever happened, 
or if you see Rowdy, it's that just, well, it, that it, well, it, damn list forever. Paradise, then that best well, believe my man is there. <laughs> well, damn list forever. Well, damn list forever. He, that that particular situation fits into a criteria verbatim we gave last week. Yes. So so we'll just we'll just be shouting out different agreement throughout our time, just because that that. We gotta put it in. We gotta put it into it. We just gotta put awareness. Put to awareness it. to it. Jimmy yeah. Butler, you are agree, man. Sorry. Shout out, bro. It's all good. <laughs> There's no way to get back either. You, on a, you are you are actually agree, man. On a uh, on a on a darker note, um, the the de- the details and the the suicide the, the suicide notes for yes. Aaron Hernandez were released, um, and we were talking about it off air, G. Um, what place what place does does the, do those do those have in in the world at all and what what are the purpose for releasing those details like who who's to gain from that someone someone has to be in a position to gain for those to be released otherwise they just wouldn't be released so is is am i wrong for thinking that like someone has something to gain on some level from the from the actual suicide notes being released suicide note being they released do. You don't think you don't think anyone has anything to gain. I don't know if he, I don't know if they I don't know if anyone actually has anything to gain from it besides to sully more um, on his image. So this is like a for all this is this is to appease all of the people who um, who are so turned off to you know his murder his murderous rant um, and uh, the whole trial as, as and it's all just as far as like him. The way he looked throughout the trial, like he was disengaged from it. Well, it's, it has been. What it, has it been? What has it been? Three years? Four years now? Uh, it's probably been two, actually. Two. So Aaron like since, since the actually it, it jumped off, like since the trial started. Or yeah, since he, he's been going. It's been longer than that. Yeah, no, nah, it's been longer than that. Yeah. So Aaron Hernandez, former NFL uh, tight end for the pay, pay, uh, New England the Patriots, Patriots yeah. um, was was arrested. Had the amazing tandem for the yeah, Patriots. Yeah, him and him and, and, and Gronkowski were, were were literally in the process of revolution and revolutionizing how football was being played. A, yeah. a double tight end set, um, both tight ends that could block and catch, and you could spread out like wide receivers. Like we ain't we ain't ever seen nothing like Bro, that. Um, that offense is about to be crazy. And so they're in the process of doing some pretty amazing shit. And right at the height of it, uh, Aaron Hernandez is is arrested in connection with the murder. Uh, of his friend, it's his. Gordon uh, Lloyd. Yeah, his um, was it his his girl's sister's dude or her his girl's friend's dude? It was something weird like that, where yeah, they're hella connected. I don't know, I don't know. Um, but he was arrested in connection with that murder, and and as they began to investigate, uncovered a whole bunch of other shit about Aaron um, that was telling. Um, and as everything pro- pro- progressed, and they were going to trial, and um, he was eventually convicted. Um, Aaron was found in was found in his cell. He had committed suicide, and he left a note. Uh, recently, the notes were released, and what was inside them. And so, what we're discussing now is trying to figure out what place and what purpose, and whose business this is, and why the public has access to shit like this uh, routinely. And and we were to, G, uh, G and I were talking about it off off the mic and. I, I can honestly say perhaps it's my ignorance or, or just being naive. I don't see the benefit in shit like this being unveiled. Uh, toxicology reports, like I get it for the trial and for the, the uh, and for the prosecution and shit to have 
information, yeah. you know, but for the public to have access to this information, um, I'm not sure what the point is. Um, yeah, if anybody is, if anybody knows that, please give, yeah. you know, let us know um, what the reasoning is for that type of stuff. I don't think everything should be uh, public knowledge. I know people get um, get like like into this stuff, like mm-hmm. harp harp this kind of stuff, and I get that part. But I just don't get some of the details that comes out. What the reasoning behind us needing to know? Yeah, it's not it's not on a need to know basis. It's yeah. something that you might want to know. Um, but I think once it's once it's over with, it's over with. It, it, yeah, it feels real disingenuous, and and it feels like it's a it's a filler, in in content for 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 shows and for media in general. Like I don't. That might be what it is. Like it might be because the the more stuff that releases, it's probably gonna play right into like some of the stories that's about to come out now. That's but they're probably gonna sell to a network and, yeah you know show it and stuff. well the just think, to keep it ongoing thinking about they, that's a really great point and the armorosa's uh mm-hmm. uh publicity run right now she's getting ready to put out a book mm-hmm. and everyone's giving her a platform to tell her story and i don't know if that's wrong or right it just she's clearly selling something mm-hmm. um and so for this to come out now the the suicide notes for aaron hernandez to come out now Clearly, someone's getting ready to sell something. So that's got, what I, that, to, that's what to. I was alluding to. Yeah. It's like it feels like someone has something to gain. I don't know what in particular, but it feels like someone has something to gain. Yeah, but even like the for the Jose Fernandez thing for the uh, sorry, the Jose Fernandez was the, the, the was the top was a top pitcher for the Marlins. Uh, it was like the ace pitcher actually for the Marlins. Yeah. He was super nice, and and I think he was young. He's like twenty one or something like that. He was super nice though. Um, when he recently passed away from a uh, from a ship accident, uh, it was his, it was his day off, and him and his buddies were on a uh, was on a yacht, and it crashed into um, into like the shore. Yeah, um, and they all and they all died uh, from that. And as they were covering it, so you know how news is, they cover it initially, um, and then they backtrack and they cover it with something else that they found out the next day. And then as things keep getting released. Uh, you kind of get like the 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 picture yeah. that they're trying to paint yeah. and all that. So by the time they got to you know maybe two weeks out from the actual actual event, uh, they were talking about they were under the influence of cocaine, and I'm just not seeing where that detail to the public yeah, was it ma- needed. It matters to the investigators. It matters to everyone in and around the case. I'm with you 100. percent Why that? Why the public needs to know that? Um, why the family has to be burdened exactly. with that that's, information? That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. Um, is that when you start talking about when you start selling people's image, you're not. We're not just talking about the person that you're dealing with because everybody is entitled to do their own thing, and you have your own consequences, yeah. and you're your own person. These like people that. got families and mothers families, and stuff that people that are still that here. are grieving. You know, and, they have kids. Yeah, and here you, you know, come. They have children. Yeah, have, that's that's huge. Yeah, and I and and again, I'm 100% open to being wrong about that. I just I I'm with you, G. I I don't I don't see the purpose and the point in it. Um. Uh. Damn. That that went that took a turn. Uh, uh, yeah, because we just don't understand, so it's kind of hard if, we, if we're in agreement on that. Try to go, you know. And what else we got? That, well, it's a this is a crazy transition, but 
something else that I don't understand, uh, the WNBA and its lack of um, the lack of what they're able to, to compensate the, the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a short, it's a much shorter season. Started in May, G. Started in May 7th and it's about to be over. Um, so we're talking about we're talking about five months, four, mm-hmm. four month season um, of of some of some of the most superior athletes in the world, mm-hmm. and and we were again we were talking about it off air. I'm not sure if I watch because it's a great brand of basketball or because I love basketball. Um, and every every night that I watch, I'm I'm like blown away by by like how exciting the fucking game is. And yeah, I mean, WBA, NCAA, uh, NCAA women's, women's NCAA, yeah, women's yeah, NCAA they, basketball yeah, is incredible. It will be some of the most competitive uh, sporting that you will come across. And but I have to be honest, because um, this wouldn't be this wouldn't be a productive conversation if there wasn't, if it wasn't honest, if I didn't, if we didn't in- inject any honesty. Definitely. And I've been in rooms more often than not where they're consumed by men who go, it's just a, it's just a terrible brand of basketball. And, and immediately, immediately I'm thrown off because I'm like, you don't even know what good basketball is. Usually. But I'm often blown away when I'm in a room full of men that go, dog, who's your favorite player? Like, we talk about it like it's the NBA because I'm like, I normally keep quiet about it because I've been in too many rooms where it's like a bunch of niggas that don't watch WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simone Augustus and Maya Moore together is the fucking most <laughs> incredible shit when you just like, and that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brianna, um, what's her last name? Brianna Stewart. Yeah, uh, from, nice. Oh my so gosh, nice. dog! Elena Deladon, um, Sue Bird's been playing. Forever. Sue Bird's forever, but is incredible. Diana Taurasi, Diana, Diana Taurasi she, the Jordan is the Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who are we missing? Um, uh, uh, Brittany Griner. And, uh, and, and they have and they have young bucks right now too that like are that, that are that going are ham. Now. And and so to be, it feels weird to To feel like you have to advocate for a, a, a sport that phenomenal, and, and we don't. They not they, women ain't, ain't asking for us to advocate for them. I'm just saying, it's it's real. It's real ignorant of of men in particular to just dismiss it. So, but but now we move into the financial aspect of it mm-hmm. and the money that's generated in and around it. Mm-hmm. And you came across a really dope article, G. Um, you care to you care to elaborate more? Yeah. So. Uh the there is a player for well I've been watching her for a good amount of the year. Uh, she plays for the Dallas Wings and her name is Liz Cambich. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been killing it all year long. She uh, is leading the uh, league in scoring, um, and uh, she's the person that had like fifty three points and ten rebounds this, uh, a few games ago. So she's been all lighted up basically. Uh, she started. She went. She came into WA twenty thirteen, um, and then she went overseas to play. And this was her first year actually back in the WNBA, um, and she just was serving everybody. Uh, recently, they they said they asked her if she would be back um, for Dallas Wings uh, next year, uh, nineteen twenty season, um, and she said, "No, I'll be back overseas." Um, 
I love it over here in America. Everything's, um, I mean, I, lo- I just love being over here, of course, the attention, all that stuff like that, but, or just access to things, but it, th- this doesn't pay my bills. Hmm. Like it doesn't even get close to paying my bills. Hmm. Uh, so this would be more so an exposure deal um, and actually just reaping some of the benefits of what is in America um, for this run. But she's going to go back over there because of the uh, contracts that you can receive over there, the amount of money that you can make overseas as opposed to over here yeah. uh, for the for women's for women's basketball. Oh, Liz Campbell. She's the Australian chick. Bro, oh, she's she's for not. She's sir. been in. And sorry to sorry yeah, to cut you on. off. Liz Cambridge's story is amazing because she, she's she's a very tall woman. Yes, um, yes. And she, you know, as as a product, she she struggled. I don't know if she struggled, but her weight, like most players of her size, men and women, uh, the weight influxes in and you know in, in playing as much as she has. I, I liken her 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 story with her body. Mm-hmm. to like Draymond's story with his body. Like the okay. transformation that Draymond made from Michigan State to the one player we like if y'all didn't watch Draymond at Michigan State and you watch, and you've only seen him in the NBA, you'd be blown away by the the body transformation he's made. Same with Liz Cambage to me. Okay. Um I didn't know I I never knew her name, which is ridiculous, but I I watched her play both for the Australian women's team and in the league. And mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. Like, talk about skills. Yeah, unreal. Oh, my. Her footwork is crazy. My bad, you go ahead. No, no, you good. Um, yeah, no, she, she, she's nice. She's super nice. But that was just telling um, on just the the climate, um, the landscape that is in the WBA, that, uh, that she pretty much is outed. This is something that was known, of course, but – they're going to, as a brand, uh, lose a huge talent that brings um, a bunch of eyes to it as well um, because of the lack of um, like money that can actually be made in it. If you have a better, if you have a place that you can make more money at, of course, that's the the best opportunity why you can, you know, while you have the physical tools to do it, you have to, ma- you have to maximize what's coming into your pockets and hmm. if it's not there then you have to go elsewhere and she just came out here to and that, that was just real telling to me that that's what you know that was kind of like a, a a real you know po- point the finger at this at this brand here huh and it, and it was cool to see like you stunt like is it the way you stunted on it <laughs> like like i came over here I, I came over here served on all your talent and i'm about to go take my talents back across back, back across yeah um that I'm, I was so glad you brought that that topic to the table today because it's um, it's a fascinating one and and it's again one, like we were saying off air it really is hard to have that general conversation about without some of the honest um, stereotypes that are out there about uh, the women's the women's league brand of basketball mm-hmm. and you hear it all the time. And where where people won't say it in a public setting, but behind closed doors, oh, I don't, don't really fool with the WNBA. You hear all that shit consistently, and it sounds cool, man, but it's, it's not cool. It's not cool at all, and it's it's real. It's real ignorant and it's real trash because you're missing out on something special. And what we were trying to figure out is is what the NBA's um, what the NBA's financial connection is to the WNBA, and what their incentive would be to support it and help elevate it 
even more if that's even possible. I might be wrong, but they might be in on like paying like half that salary, bro. Like half that actual like the, the income that they, the, that they make as a brand. Huh. And so, because when you watch when you watch when you when you watch the games, for example, when you look inside the arena, um, it's usually be usually about a little bit over a, a quarter of the way full in comparison to, to the NBA games. Yeah, they have a good amount of the the the, bo- the, the, the bottom level. The bottom level, yeah, the bottom level, level is program. usually pretty full. Exactly. Um, but then there's still the there's this. So what is that? So what? A little bit over half. Not even half. Close to half. Then maybe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like right there between that quarter and half area. Okay. Um. So so. But uh, some of the some of the like some of the craziest fans that you can have at a at a game because because you're there with like your your daughters and your sons. Absolutely. And they have like all the, you know, they're super into it. So so ticket revenue, we know it's not doing the same. Okay. TV contract revenue, what does that look like? Um, and then overall endorsements around, because I think there's a stigma, bro, and that's messed up. It's 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 a, it's a harsh thing, but it's a, it's just a weird stigma to have. I is it it is, and it but is it as simple as is it as simple as just getting people to tune in? No. What what? Because I. Cause I <laughs> And, and and I think you guys hear it often. It's like my brain is constantly trying to figure out how to fix this shit. And maybe it's not a maybe it's not a simple fix and something that could just be figured out. This one's not going to be fixed, unfortunately, because it's like it to the cause so you have like the diehard like how we like we watch basketball and mm-hmm. see different things in a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard for me to watch uh, basketball around fans. It's 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 impossible. Hard. I can't watch basketball around people Bro, that try, haven't played. I'm trying to watch the finals at a bar, man. Y- y- y'all can all miss I've me. Give, I've given up on that. Yeah, but uh, but so you have those people that do watch it and do understand it and do love it. And then you have like the, the the casual fan, the casual fan that wants to see, that only talks about like highlight stuff. So they basically this, these are the ESPN people, and you're just watching uh, between the leg dunks and uh, windmills and uh, you know whatever else you might be into or whatever. That, that's that's super athletic. That's that type of like. So we're talking about different levels of of, of athleticism as far as. Uh, having, you know, the uh, the bounce to do this type of stuff. So, the the and I, I hear people say it all the time. Oh, it's not a it's not an above the rim game. Nigga, no. Oh, nigga, like in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's such a cop out because in a lot of the ways, it's a lot more skilled and a lot more disciplined too. Um, and I I don't know. It just feels like such a cop out. It feels real lazy. It feels right in line. Oh, it's very lazy. It feels right in line with a lot of masculine thinking where it's just easy to go, oh, I mess with this. And you really don't even mess with that thing. You're just doing it because it's a tool and a means of a way for you to fit in. Um, I don't know. I get I get frustrated by that shit. I get frustrated with a lot of things around sports, but the stigma that, that women's basketball has more importantly, because I, I don't know. I just think we've been around some phenomenal women athletes in general, but in particular basketball. Fuck, dude! I seen some incredible women like just do some amazing shit with the basketball. Man, play with us, man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with, with no problem at all either. Too take, taking taking the fouls and telling you to check ball, throw that right at your chest. So so don't, don't get them messed up. Like you can you can you can get a twist if you want to, but that that competitive nature is there, and it's and the only thing that 
even separated whatsoever is something that you have no control over. Yeah. Like I ain't, I ain't got no control over the the genes that I that I received. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same thing for them, but they that you've you've made a way out of that. Huh. And you've actually created something that is a lot more skilled than a lot of things that we're pushing out over here Man. in the U.S. at least. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to look at as well. Absolutely. And, t- and take heed and be appreciative of. And like, wait, wait until you see Kobe's daughters. Yeah, I, I, didn't see, I didn't see some Kobe, so the video, some Kobe the video, daughter highlights. His, his daughter, it, there was a, uh, there's like a, a real shitty like cell phone footage looking mm-hmm. thing of her, her game last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I forget which daughter it is. But like right off the tip, she did one of the craziest moves, and I was like, "Oh, bro, they're gonna have gosh. the craziest footwork from all parts of the floor." Jeez, so wait until you see them. Um, staying in line with sports, uh, Zion Williamson and and uh, oh, man, and RJ I, and RJ Barrett made their debut. They, they, they was they was sick of that debut. I ain't gonna lie. Did you did y'all did you watch the first the the Canadian game? Yeah, uh, they're doing a three a three team tour in Canada right now. RJ Barrett is a Canadian player, so Duke oh, he's nice. Duke did their tour over there. I think RJ had thirty four the first game, and Zion had twenty nine. Yeah. Um. The la- what was our last man amongst boys entering college that lived up to the hype? That was that dominant. Mm. KD. No, it, it'd be it'd be some of those Calipari teams. So it'd be like the Demarcus Cousins. I dated see, and we had that talk. We had that talk, and I, I them not winning like that may, still makes me uncomfortable to this day. Well, if you want to do man among, if you want to do it like that, then it might be like mellow. Mellow was the last one. Yeah, mellow was un- unreal. Mellow was unreal. That mellow, that mellow season. Because you got to remember that mellow season. That that Kansas team was was loaded too. But D Wade was in that final four as well, hmm. uh, and then Chris Paul was in that season too. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody's getting mellow series. And and Melo was in his pack. Once he gets like, in a triple threat, right you're there done. For throws, you're the done. Extended. And then that was the short three point line in college, and he was yeah. abusing that, bro. Melo series all day, bro. You come get some. So, damn, was Melo our last dominant force? Dominant force, like somebody that was consistently dominant the entire time. That I mean, that like, was able to couple it with winning. Exactly. Okay. Because we've had uh, Anthony Davis was pretty. It was pretty. He, good they, in, Anthony Davis there. won. He won. Anthony Davis did win. Uh, John Wall was unreal. Uh, coast to coast was un- him. Uh, that was him and Boogie on the Derek same team. Derrick Rose was unreal. Damn, that there was Memphis guys. Team. There was guys that was completely like above it. Yeah. Like you can you can see the difference. But to it. change, but to change to to have it to where you're a freshman and you winning or losing is dependent upon you is on different. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. different mm-hmm. and. I thought Derrick Rose came pretty close. Anthony Davis was like that, but Mel, that I don't know if a lot of people even remember that Melo Syracuse run that year. That was incredible to watch him in the second half of those games mm-hmm. and just clearly be the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he was a baby. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I forgot. Hakeem Work was on that team. Hakeem Work was on that team. <laughs> who was uh? Who was the the point guard that felt like he was there for like ten years? Oh, it was uh, uh, not not Nakahara. Not not no. It was was it? No, it looked like him though. It was two, it was two guys that looked exactly the same. That, <laughs> that was, like, was that made it seem like they was both there for. I think it was like an eight-year period. It was like it was like a presidential term. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we gonna go we gonna go Melo's last time. Do you are you 
Because these first three games have been against Canadian teams. Are you mm-hmm. buying that they're going to be able to do that in the ACC? Both Zion and RJ. Uh, I think RJ will be able to do that regardless of what the situation is going to be. Um, he's he's pretty damn skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion, I think Zion's going to have a thing. It depends on what type of talent you play against. Some of the older teams aren't going to trip, and that's that's the, that's where he's going to struggle at. If they've been in college for a while, they're not worried about any of that dunking shit. Yeah. So, but if he's out there playing with like some of like the freshmen, sophomores, uh, then getting dunked on might be more important. So just let you do that. Just knowing college basketball, if he's in, if he's playing with juniors and seniors, bro, we, we about to, bro, we they gonna, gonna take that, you out this air, bro. Ain't yeah. nobody worried about that. Yeah. So uh, that might be a little bit more difficult. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be shooting like that, like making threes like he was doing in that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think RJ's gonna be all right. I think what I, what I found most impressive, because I, my, I have the same concerns about Zion that you do, w- was watching him be able to pass as well as he was, and then yeah, he defended. More than I had seen him, but again, who really feels like playing defense at high school ball? So I don't want to hold him to that. But mm-hmm. when when uh, Coach K put them in that one two two, and put RJ at the top, mm-hmm. and then Zion got to play like safety, I was like, oh shit, yeah. If that's what if that's what y'all gonna they do, they have a lot of length. They, they have that. And then the kid, the kid Cam Reddish wasn't even playing, and he's I feel like he's just as long as like RJ. Okay, is he a big man or no? He's a fucking skilled ass guard. Yeah. yeah, and tr- and and Trey didn't play the uh the point the point guard was yeah the point guard from last year. No, no, no. He's new. He's a freshman. He came in with them. They had a light skinned point guard. They had uh. You're talking about my man that plays for the Rockets now. Oh, he uh, left. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, both of those guys are gone. One's with the Rockets. The other one's with uh the Blazers. Okay. okay. Um. Oh yeah, they stacked. Yeah, they're stacked. But I I just I I want because it's been such a long time since somebody's came come through. And dominated and not had their their stock impacted in any weird ass way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I want that kid to come be one and done and then be a top. I want both of them to. That, I want that for both of them. Yeah, no, um, great. And which I think they are. I don't think their stock their stock is not going to change much at all uh, from what the what people already think of them as the, far as as far as uh, NBA scouts. The ACC has this weird ass effect on people's stock though. Like I. Um, that's what that's what had me concerned. It was like when you when Kyrie wasn't hurt. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. <laughs> when this he, man Kyrie played like a game and a half, bro, <laughs> and sat down, and his stock got greater, bro. <laughs> like that. That's the that's the only person that's ever happened to because he was where you get hurt. He was balling. G that first. It was like preseason and like the first part of conference. I no, think if he I made saw those handles too. I'd have been like, nah, he going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gone. And I remember why I remember watching that going, Oh, this kid don't need like he's nice and like rooting for him like no other. Um so we, we both we're both in the same place on Zion and, and, and RJ. Yeah, I mean what do you, I, ha- what I have my how my my uh my thoughts on, on uh Zion's like what he would actually be able to do um at some point, but I think he's gonna I mean, packing on the he's, the extra pounds that he did or whatever, but still somehow maintaining his lift. Yeah, it's he he's he's Larry Johnson to me. Yeah, Larry Johnson, Sean Kemp. But Larry Johnson was like I feel like Larry Johnson was he did that shit out of after two years at JUCO. Hmm. This thing is a freshman. Yeah. And and it's like punching it through people. But that, that uh, you saw you saw that picture 
uh, where he is doing the uh, the jump. And he's oh my gosh. Him and Dennis uh, Smith Jr. Do you see that shit? Dennis Smith Jr. Plays for the Mavericks. Oh yeah, yeah, for the Mavericks. Do you see that? What about him? His homie threw him a lob and he just ran and jumped with two hands and like, I gotta show you. That was that was insane. I, I just gotta show you the video. Okay. Um, yeah, because I remember in that All Star game he did some stuff where he did like a. 360 turn legs or some stuff <laughs> with two hands, popped it with two hands. <laughs> like, bro, what, what, what is going on here? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, you, uh, you don't want to warn nobody about this? Let's finish with Steph on um, on on the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. Or no, we got JJ Reddick too. If you if we want to talk about that, yeah, um, but Steph, but Steph Steph was on Bill Simmons podcast this week. And are you are you listening to Bill Simmons? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an avid. Uh, BS report listener. Um, everything, everything going on at the ringer is pretty dope to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my only, my only discrepancy with Bill is I can't understand his disdain for LeBron. I don't, I don't know where it comes from because it doesn't feel. Bro, you know, you know what I learned about that whole LeBron disdain uh-huh. is that it it can really drive your career. Well, that's see, and that's my like that was Skip's thing. Like Skip, it, 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 you um, can really have an amazing career by just hating LeBron. Um, Skip has made a has made a, a carved out a nice little space for himself in that regard, and it's weird because Bill, Bill doesn't he's 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 clearly not doing no Skip shit, but. Part of it feels I don't I don't know I just don't know where where it comes like it's from. Not, it's not like a troll. Like he like really. Yeah, my, Michael Michael Rappaport Michael Rappaport Skip, um, oh what's that? What's Brad's name? Well, Michael uh, Rappaport likes uh, he's a Michael Jordan guy. So, and and a, and a lot of people that reveal themselves, Jalen Rose is the same way. Is the same box as him. That's funny that Jalen Rose, Rose said. Well, well, I get. Well, let's loop let's loop that in. So by the numbers. Um, your boy, your, your boy, that's the GM for for the Rockets, uh, Maury. Maury. Yeah, he's a numbers, he's an analytics dude. Right. Like if if anyone's seen Moneyball, uh, about the Oakland Ace. Yeah, the the that character, it, it isn't about Maury, but the 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 concept of playing it by the numbers is what Maury has established with the Rockets and has been somewhat successful. We can say that. Mm-hmm. And so, by his numbers and by his team's numbers, he it revealed that LeBron is the best ever to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what was what was telling about about that about him putting that report out, and then like, and then how many media outlets covered it was like, even after you see the numbers and you see the facts, you still are you still are gonna go, well, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. And it, it was it revealed a lot more about the Jalen's and the Rob Parkers and all these people more so than it did about anything else is that you're in you're incapable of just being non biased. And that's what the where those arguments always I'm always like, I gotta remove myself because it's like I can't talk to you if you're not if you're not just gonna look at the facts. Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna take the information and the facts for what they are and make a conclusion based off that. I can't really have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just go out. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know like, what I'm like, and it and it be and you be all you be all energy and bravado, all ego and bravado, as opposed to actually 
like staying true to the facts. And so when people are like, yo, what you think, LeBron? Like, I can't talk to nobody if you're not going to actually look at the numbers for what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that kills me all the time. This is not going on, not, not entirely going on topic, but um, that whole three and six argument as if like he's the only person that's out there. No, but the, if you go, if you're going, because by their by their logic, with the whole being undefeated in the championship, mm-hmm. being undefeated in the in the finals with amazing teammates, by the way, with amazing team, like well, that's and, that's a, and an amazing coach. That's that's a whole other variable. But if if that if if we're just going by that logic alone, they would have much rather prefer Brian get bounced first round, second round, and not even go to the finals, mm-hmm. so that you don't have the losses. And I'm just trying to figure out which was Stephen A's uh, argument this entire playoffs just now. He's <laughs> like, it's I the, hope LeBron gets bounced at some point before Steve, he gets to the championship. And, and he and he's and he's the he, Stephen A might be even worse than Skip because he don't even hear himself when he's talk. Like he's not he's not basing it off of any logic at all. Nah, he's just trying to hear himself talk. This man said with a straight face that. LeBron doesn't get scrutinized as much as Allen Iverson. I, that's when I couldn't listen to him no more. <laughs> I was like, bro, you got to stop with your, with, your, with your being biased to your guys. Like, you mm-hmm. just got to completely cut it out. And, and, now, and, and so that, bringing it, bring, that brings us back to Bill Simmons. I can tell that it's personal with Bill because at some point, LeBron didn't give him what he wanted in terms of rapport, um, and, and being on his platform and stuff uh, like that, like it, it became evident to me yeah. because he's had uh, he's had Draymond, he's had he's had KD on like three separate times, um, and now when he got Steph, and he's had Steve Kerr on too, um, and that's when it was solidified to me that a lot of our sports reporters and people that are bringing the information that are supposed to be biased aren't. Like I even I even have this this is part of my issue with Joe. You you can vouch for me. I'm the biggest Joe Budden fan. Yeah. Uh, not even this is way before podcast. Like musically, that's my nigga. Yeah, definitely. Um, but now that he's moving into a media space, his inability to remain non-biased and without personal gain, it exposes itself from time to time. Um, and it and it and it affects the argument for me a lot, and it makes me really really uncomfortable to have people covering shit that should be just an honest non biased conversation, having their emotions seep into it and they don't even realize they're doing it. Joe started off that way, like when he started when he started off in, when he actually committed to doing the media stuff, uh-huh. he did start off that way, and I think start off which way, G? Start off the way that you that you, that you wanted him to be actually. He did covered. start off. He did start off that way. But, Even yeah, but what happened was was that something about that being on that show with academics and kind of seeing like what academics following was and like how but like. See, I'm how, how do how do I tap I'm into this? I'm so fucking glad for you making that point because that's where the change happened. Yeah, for like me. how do I tap into this? Because I'm looking like I'm a real one, and I'm looking at. You have your have success. So much success. Yeah. How? Okay. I and and, be, and being the uh you know being the insightful person that he is, he was just more so like okay I see that and I can actually raise this. So I can somehow I can somehow even like somehow stay true a little bit. Yeah. But for the most part, in order to continue to grow and to continue to you know increase his platform, 
I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pull so much from over there. Yeah. Well, and that's you can you kind of see that. Now. That's all in line with the Skip Baylesses, right? The right. Stephen A's, the Bill Simmons now, definitely, the Joe Buttons, definitely, definitely. the academics, the Charlemagnes. Mm -hmm. Their inability to remain non-biased and mm -hmm. then presented as this non-biased uh, thought process mm -hmm. is just not. It's just not right. Yeah. Um, but who am I to say? I that that hasn't impacted. It's definitely not right. But does but does the does the world want right? It clearly not because they're like the people I just named like viewership. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the people I just named have some of the craziest viewership independently. Yes. Like the numbers that Joe was able to do independently, the numbers that Bill Simmons is able to do independently is fucking insane. Yes. Um, and so why on earth? Would you go back to having a non-biased? I mean, you could go that way. Moral, moral, because it's at this point it's not. Yes. Um, you have there. There's you're addicted to. They're all addicted to the the notoriety and the visibility that comes with having these outlandish ass takes. Mm -hmm. um, what was I, I, we started talking about Bill Simmons and Steph Curry? Sorry, that pot topic clearly don't matter no more because it's led to this. Mm -hmm. When you think about Joe. Niggas thought niggas thought his Drake rant was a troll. We know better in knowing that nah, that's just how Joe talks, exactly. and and he really is a big ass Drake fan. Mm -hmm. So it just it it happened to be the perfect storm, yeah, for him, where Bro responded, and the whole world started watching, and the music didn't really matter, and he was able to really zero in mm -hmm. on the pod and exactly, and, yeah. and all things around uh, new media Joe. Mm -hmm. um, that shit's troubling because then how much can we trust your takes and your thoughts? Now? Oh, there's casualties along the way for that. Yeah. yeah we, we, we are trying to, we are growing at that type of pace. That there's pace. nothing that but pace. casualties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're going to, you're going to lose a lot. Yeah. But you're going to gain something crazy. But I mean, but, but the gain we're talking about, we're talking, we're talking about power and monetary gain. Exactly. This is something that, you can't really put into it, 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 it's, there's two different things that you can't really put into an equation hmm. and that's that's your uh that's that's your power and then that's your um and then that's the uh like the love hmm. so those those are two things that we can't really equate we could say that that's something that that's something that you have or that's something that you don't have yeah but i can't really put that on the, i can't give you a measurement on that yeah and he and he, he chose he chose the power huh I, that love stuff was for the birds. He was already in that space, though. So Exactly. And I just, I guess part of me wants to, wants to believe that everybody can, can, can continue to operate for the love of something. But um, when your livelihood is on the line, you got families to take care of and shit, it's hard not to be, you know, blinded by the light and shit. Um, True. I don't know, G. <laughs> We talked about Ellis shit on this episode. Uh, we this did is, it. This Our, is what happens. You leave me and Mighty in the space. Yeah, no, and no cool po. <laughs> no cool we po. Get off to, our tangents. We start talking about some stuff. Though. Man, no man. cool po to temper the conversation. Um, uh, let's see. We got next next week. What would it? Yeah, next week y'all get us all together right before I leave. Um, yeah. I'll be I'll be out the country for a few weeks, but we'll we'll continue to keep it keep it lit and yes, sir. Yes, sir. and put out episodes. Um, damn, something else happened, but I can't even remember. Uh, this is this has been Meet the Brave uh, with your host Monty Draper. 
And this is Lawrence. <laughs> oh, he gave the government y'all. Uh, he like y'all now. No, nah, this is. I'm LG. not editing it out. There, by the way, this is LG. I'm not about to edit that. Damn out. man. <laughs> Poe po will be back next week, and we'll have more for you. But until then, keep it lit. Love, love. We out.